0: W.R. Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry. But more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check your finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network and I am your host Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight and I want to thank all my regular listeners for tuning in. Thank you so much for returning week after week, month after month, and year after year. And I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for joining in tonight. And most importantly, I want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Now, my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show, focusing in on improving your financial outlook. But it doesn't stop there. I'm here to give you some life lessons. That means educating you in other important areas of life, mind, body, and spirit, to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, I am here to help you. Now we have a great show tonight. Uh, I have a very good uh colleague, friend, uh oh many other uh, uh 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 i guess adjectives that I can say about this uh uh my guest tonight uh we We just have a great show, so I would encourage you to stay tuned for that segment uh coming up. Uh, if you don't know, you can always listen to the past episodes. Uh, we're now on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But you can also go to my website at shipwreckconsulting.com where I have actually created a page dedicated to the show, and I have a gallery of all my past guests that have been here on the show, as well as a summary of all the shows that we've had since the inception back in September 2017. So I would encourage you to go there to the website and check out that gallery. Now, if you have any questions or comments tonight, uh, you can actually call me tonight. The number is 917- 917 889 eight, eight. You can call in with your questions, or just refer to the list again. That number again is 917 eight, eight, nine, eight, I want to let all of you know, if you don't know, I am currently offered financial coaching sessions for students. So for those high school students, college students, um, uh, you have someone who navigated with addressing a number of financial topics such as budgeting, understanding debt, the importance of credit, managing a checking account, and then just being of the money conscious. It's you're interested in your capital set up you can contact me at Shman Consulting College More no Details or Schedule Sessions for you, your student, or your children. So, let's get into our segment right, while we have time here. This young man, I call it young man, uh, I show you a colleague, he is a writer, speaker, non-profit executive, author, and public author of the book, Engaged, gave the book at the and of the took the guy in the passion of those sir. This political building as a coalition leader from the state of Florida with his recognized thought leadership on volunteer engagement, the result of this full expertise sound guidance for the future of our communities and their people. Best welcome to the show, Barry Altman. Hello, Barry. How are you, Mike?
1: Uh, Lionel, what a joy it is to be able to spend time with you and your listeners this evening, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
0: Perfect, perfect. Uh, I am looking forward to it as well, Barry. Thank you again so much for joining tonight. So let's just go ahead and get started. If you can kind of lead us off, Barry, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the Florida Prosperity Partnership and your role? Just very quickly, let's get ready to go into our main part.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, It's a joy for me to talk about FPP or Florida Prosperity Partnership because uh, it's really just a collection of people. And uh, when I say a collection of people, I'm talking about nearly 2,500 people, mostly within the state of Florida and some of them beyond the boundaries of, of the state. And all of these people are in some way what we call Financial capability practitioners, which is really just a fancy way, Lionel, of describing people who are serving in their communities and they're helping their neighbors, uh, typically in a professional way, to move ahead. Uh, from a place of financial crisis to a place of financial stability and security and maybe even on to well-being and prosperity. So they're really just helping them to move ahead in their financial story. And, and they do through uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, we, our, our banks and credit unions are certainly in this game. Academia, government agencies, for-profit organizations, uh, you know, they, these Capability practitioners, they really represent a lot of different types of organizations, but they all share in one common goal, and it's that they're helping people to move ahead in their financial story. And, and FPP, what we really do as a coalition is we just bring people together. So everybody who, who chooses to engage in, and, and really become FPP, they do because they recognize that we are all better together.
0: I perfectly stated, and I have to attest to uh the work that uh, you guys are doing. I applaud uh what you're doing here for the state uh not only for the state of Florida but uh from those around the country as well so thank you so much for what you're doing Barry. okay, let's get started uh now I know that there's a uh there's a constant focus on Financial literacy, I I often talk about it here on my show, as well as financial education, both of which are very important topics. Uh, Now, FPP has shifted its focus to financial capability. Can you kind of tell us what financial capability is and how this shift to financial capability is helpful to consumers?
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm right there with you, Lionel, and acknowledging that financial literacy and financial education, those are important elements that are part of creating financial capability within others in our community, but they're not the entirety of it. Uh, you know, and, and, and let me just give you an example to really help to, to bring that to life. Is uh, There are many of us who know the right things to do in our life or have learned the right things to do, but yet still – we, we don't choose to do those things. Uh, and, and I won't disparage any individuals who choose to, to smoke, but that's always one that comes to mind is, uh, you know, hey, we've known for years that smoking's not good for us, but yet there's still people who choose to do so. And, and the <laughs> reasons why they choose to do that, you know, there are many and varied, Uh, And the same is very true in the way that we manage our our money on a personal level is we may know the right things to do, uh, but yet we still will be influenced by other elements in our life, both internal, the the things that are going on inside of us, as well as those external influences that sometimes will sway our decisions. So the reason for this shift uh, uh, to something that's a bit more holistic such as financial capability is it really acknowledges all of the internal and the external factors that make up our financial story. And it's more than just what we learn financial literacy and financial education. They're important, but they really speak to just what we know or what we can learn about how we manage money. And the reality is, is the story is made up of so much more than that.
0: I can only agree uh, with you. Um, it, it, it is a challenge, and you made a very good point just hearing your talk. Uh, it's a challenge, I know, from a, being a financial educator uh, like myself, as well as what you're doing. Uh, we can only sometimes give the information there, but we can't make anyone do anything. But uh, it's good to encourage and urge people through uh, this teaching uh, to empower them that they can take what they have or take what is being provided to them And make their own future, you know. I always like to kind of focus on the benefits of it, you know, to try to get people to move from a a place of not doing but wanting to a place of doing and then receiving as a benefit. You know, one of those things could be, you know, improving your quality of life. There's absolutely – I encourage people to often improve your quality of life because it will only help you, and then it can also help, you know, your the people that you are over or around, you know, such as we being parents, it's good to have uh, financial wherewithal and managing our finances to be able to pass down those skills to the next generation in hopes that their lives will be even better than ours were uh, when we were coming up. So I, I love what you're doing, that. so uh, I re- thank you so much for. Uh, sharing that information about uh, the shift from the literacy and education part to the capability part
1: now, now- yeah, and, 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 and Lionel just, if you'll allow me to jump in it, just as you were yes. talking about that uh, you know, and, and what, what you were brushing up against, it really brings both of my two worlds together. So, you mentioned the book on volunteer engagement, and then you were also focusing on this financial capability piece. The one commonality that those two have, it's really a commonality that's a, it's a thread that runs through all of our entire lives, even though we, most of us really don't talk very much about this concept of intrinsic motivation. It's, it's this idea that we've got these things that are stirring within us. It's our needs and wants and desires and our passions bundled up with our, our experiences and our skills and our strengths and all of these things together that they come together to define who we are uniquely. But those intrinsic motivators, the things that we really care about, those are the drivers that really influence all of our decisions, especially – our money management decisions. So, uh, yeah, as we talk about those things, you know, you talk about improving your quality of life, but what exactly that means is different to every one of us. So, so it's, it's always keeping that, yeah, in the front and center is just recognizing this thing called intrinsic motivation. It's the stuff that matters to us. And, and when we have to acknowledge that it's just so unique to every one of those individuals, we just have to embrace that as we're doing this financial capability work.
0: Absolutely. Great to say that. Now, if you were, can you provide some uh, insight, not to get into the weeds of the numbers or anything like that, but kind of give us some insight on how the state of Florida is uh-huh. doing from a ranking standpoint – but to also kind of focus in on the factors that are inhibiting some Floridians from moving forward along this financial capability continuum.
1: Yeah, uh, the state of Florida, sadly, is <laughs> near the bottom 20% in the, in the country. You know, And I'm not a really big mm-hmm. fan of doing, doing comparative rankings from state to state because uh, every state in the union has different factors that contribute to its, its overall uh, status, uh, its economic status. But uh, Florida is pretty unique. And, and I, I live in central Florida, so uh, in Orlando, I know that even though the rest of the world thinks of Orlando as the happiest place on earth, the, the reality is that it, it's, a, it's a city that's filled with poverty because of the unique challenges that central Florida faces. But uh, for, for much of the state of Florida, the, the same reality exists, and that is that there's not a ton of industry that's there that brings high-paying jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. Orlando is a great example of uh, of the the economy is primarily tourist-based, and a lot of those jobs that are there are low-skill and low-paying jobs. So you don't see an abundance of, of high-income uh, roles that exist. That's certainly a factor. Mm-hmm. And you add to that ever-increasing... Uh, issues with being able to find what they, what we call affordable living. Uh, you, know, you, you hear affordable housing. I'm not a fan of the word housing because it really depersonalizes. I don't live in housing. I live in a home. You know, Mm -hmm. and and I really like us to focus on what we're trying to do is encourage people and and create opportunities for people to have a home. And that's really what we want to see in our neighborhoods and our communities is people who live in homes and who recognize that this is a place where they want to be. So that's a huge challenge is because, uh, you know, we see it happening in in communities all around us is we don't see 1,500 square foot homes being built. We see 4,500 square foot homes being built. We don't see homes on the market for 150 or 200 thousand. We see homes that are that are springing up that are in the half million dollar range. Uh, mm-hmm. And the story is that uh, developers apparently they can't make money on, on building those more affordable homes. That's the story. But uh, that's a huge challenge because it really prices many people who want to be homeowners out of the marketplace. So you look at the income issue, you look at the home ownership issue, and then you add, add in the other economics that that really, in fact, uh, you know right now, FTP, we're in the midst of our, our round of roundtables around the state, and we're talking about the financial five. So I just touched on two of them is income. And, and the housing situation, where if you look at the other uh, cost burdens that most of us face, it's food, it's health care, it's child care, and it's transportation. Transportation is the other huge one that, that holds Florida back. Uh, I don't know how many people you've ever talked to who are, are moving to Orlando from a big city, maybe Chicago or New York, or places where they rely on public transportation, and they mm-hmm. automatically assume, because Orlando, uh, as, as an example, is also a major metropolitan area, that they think right. that they could rely on the bus system or the subways or, or you know a di- different yeah. transportation, and it's just not a reality. And that's true throughout the entire state of Florida. You need a car. You need a car to live in the state of Florida. So, uh, yeah, so you take all of those factors together, and even though people think that Florida is just a wonderful place to be, it's difficult. It's really difficult to make ends meet in the state. So all of that together, and and you're looking at a ranking that is probably in the mid-40s, out of 51 mm-hmm. or 52 entities across the entire uh, country. So not, not an enviable place.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. And, and and it's good to be open with that. I mean, yes, there are a lot of hopeful changes uh, that's going to occur, but uh, not having that infrastructure right now, it takes time to develop that. And I'm quite sure it's on the book from a legislator's uh, uh, table, but to actually bring it to fruition is going to take some years to get there. And no, even for me here in the Tampa Bay area, uh, we're faced with some of the same uh, issues. Now, of course, from a uh, job standpoint, employee standpoint, uh, we're trying to build up the tech side uh, a lot more here industry-wise here in the Bay Area, but we're still hindered by the transportation and some of the other uh, five that you uh, mentioned uh, earlier. Now, now I want to ask you about some of the programs that FPP uh, uh, is putting forth. What are some of the programs or some of the initiatives uh, that's used to promote uh, financial stability and economic prosperity? Can you share some of those with us tonight?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Lionel. Thank you for asking. So, uh, you know, a a lot of the work that FPP does, uh, you know, and and, and being part of a really lean coalition support staff, we, we function in many ways like a professional association meaning that we are constantly investing in the practitioner's continued growth and development so that they can do their jobs to the best of their ability and they're able to serve uh, their communities at their best. So uh, that's a big part of what FPP focuses on, and it's building knowledge building skill base, uh, and also influencing the practitioners who are out there serving in their communities to make them aware of all of the resources that are available and, uh, and all of the content and all of the, the leading thought that's out there. So uh, one of the ways that we're doing that, if, if you don't mind my sharing, it's
0: uh, yes.
1: something that uh, it, it's becoming known as the CP FinTAP which stands for Certified Practitioner in Financial Capability. So this is a brand-new professional certification that has just hit the marketplace, and it takes a somewhat innovative approach, innovative in at least in the realm of professional certifications. If any of us have ever pursued a professional certification, well, you likely, when you did that, you studied a textbook or a body of knowledge, And then you prepared to pass a proctored exam. And then if you did pass that exam, you were required to continue to earn what are called CEUs or continuing education units to be able to sustain your professional certification. And the CP FinCAP takes a novel approach. And it's one that's really borrowed from the pages of what's happening with a lot of higher education programs. In fact, uh, I also happen to be in grad school right now, and I'm going entirely online in grad school. And I, I, I just picked up on this methodology where you're in a social learning environment that's entirely online. So you never actually sit in the same room with other learners, but yet you engage with them at a really high level by using an online platform that works very much like social media does. So if you're on Facebook or Twitter or any of those social media platforms and you're interacting with other people, uh, imagine doing that in a scholarly way where you're able to share knowledge and insights and and then, you know, include cited references uh, to different resources where you may have found some really good content and you're able to learn with and from each other, as opposed to just learning from a singular source, like a teacher or a textbook. Instead, you're in a cohort, you're in a community of people, and you're able to share with each other and learn from each other over the course of a three-month period. Now, to me, that's really exciting. That's that's a really intriguing thing, because uh, I acknowledge that this is how we learn naturally. We learn from each other, and we do by sharing.
0: Perfect. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you answered answer my question. How long does it take? Now, so so it would be offered online. Anyone can. Um, it's prop. No, not it's probably it's on the FPP's website. I'm quite sure. Correct?
1: I, I, well, actually, the, the easiest way to find it, if you could just anybody can Google CP FinCap F I N C A P, which is short for financial capability cpthincap.org, and it'll bring you right to the website. And yeah, okay. anybody's welcome to go out there and check that out. And uh, it's, it's like I said, it's brand new. It's kind of hot off the presses. We're in uh, the midst of a pilot right now, and uh, just really looking forward to the future and being able to contribute to these practitioners who are out there just doing great things in their communities and serving their neighbors.
0: Okay, well, cool. That leads off into another uh, area. Now, I know that FPP uh, has some great youth initiatives. Uh, can you share with us some of those, especially the one that's kind of near and dear to me, uh, the National Academy of Finance Future Ready Lab Summer Internship. Can you share some uh, information on that?
1: Yeah, Lionel, uh, this this entire initiative rests on a really simple mantra, and it's one that I've been sharing with uh, rising juniors and seniors for the last two summers in Orange County, and uh, certainly FPP has aspirations to continue to grow this program beyond just Orange County. It really sees it as a blueprint for impacting young people. Uh, could be across the state. It could be farther than that. It could be well beyond maybe even going to, to other states in the country. Uh, it's a really simple mantra that says, if you don't know how the game is played, how can you ever expect to play the game well? Uh, and, and that's the reality of what's happening with our rising generation right now is uh, there is no way that most young people are prepared to, to live their financial lives because – Nobody's helping helping them learn that game, and and maybe an obvious question might be, well, whose responsibility is it to to help young people to understand uh, how do you how do you manage your financial life? Uh, Well, my answer to that is it's everybody's responsibility. So, do I think that the uh, that the uh, education Um, Movement has some responsibility, in that, yeah, I'd love to see uh, students learning more about this in school. But I don't think it's entirely on the school's shoulders to be able to teach financial capability. Uh, I believe that it needs to happen in the home. It needs to happen in our houses of worship. It needs to happen in all of our communities. Uh, whether it's, you know, it's YMCAs and Big Brother, Big Sister, and, uh, you know, just so many amazing programs that are out there that are touching young people. It could be in scouting programs. Uh, Any place where young people are gathering, I think, are opportunities to really help to contribute to the financial capability of young people and prepare them for their financial lives. So this summer internship that uh, FPP has put together through NAS. Uh, and and we we say FRL, but Future Ready Labs, and that's exactly what it is. It is a lab that gets young people future ready. In a six week period over the last two summers, and uh, in fact, I'm in New Orleans right now, uh, preparing for the summer of 2020, uh, looking ahead to, uh, to the next Future Ready Lab. What we do is we get students ready to play the game. And we do that by helping them to understand how the rules uh, apply to the to the financial game. Uh, and we do this through a number of different activities. Uh, anything from design thinking approach, so we get them uh, stimulated in, in a creative way and thinking about solutions to challenges. Uh, they do research. We bring in guest experts throughout the summer. We have some some open learning sessions where we just talk about really important uh, stuff, and, and you see the light bulbs come on. You see the eyes open wide with young folks, and you hear the feedback. Uh, you know, what a blessing it is to be able to hear. Uh, I, nobody is helping us to learn these things, and I'm so grateful that I'm learning them now because I don't want to be in a situation. I don't want to be in a household Uh, that that has to have free or reduced lunch. I don't want to go through the stresses that I see my parents go through uh, in in trying to make ends meet uh, and the different financial stresses that they encounter. Uh, You you hear young people say that, and they want a path. They want a better way, but yet they don't know where to go to get it and to be able to help them uh, see that path and help them find it. uh, It's a real joy. So that's what the Future Ready Lab is all about. It's about getting young people ready for their financial future.
0: Oh, perfect. You know, I, I wish, and I, I say this often on the show, I wish I had something like this when I came through school. Um, uh, our children today, uh, with this type of information, with this type of uh, summer internship with the with the National Academy of Finance and here locally even in the Bay Area with the Academy of Finance, there are so many uh, programs and initiatives out there to get our children ready financially. And I I, I, can, I, I can only applaud you and what you're what you're doing and what the what you guys are doing at FPP with this. I mean I I wish I had it growing up, but thankfully I was in banking, so I'm able now to be able to pass. Uh, all that I have learned down to my kids and now they're uh, financially prepared as they continue their journey in life. So thank you so much for that. that that's, that's fantastic there. Now, how do, now do, do kids, how, how can they participate? Is it a, a simple application or how does it work?
1: Yeah. You know, and if you allow me to just be candid and lament for a moment, uh, I, I will say that, uh, you know, I, I do feel that because this is such a unique opportunity that my hope and my dream and, and actually, actually, again, why I'm here in New Orleans, because I'm, I'm continuing to, to urge uh, our partners uh, to make sure that we're working toward this ultimate objective. I really feel like students should be busting down the doors trying to get into this internship. But, you know, we've had to work. We've had to work to be able to really help young people to understand why this is so important to them, because Mm -hmm. if we include the word finance at all in in our description of what the internship is all about, well, immediately they'll think, well, I don't want to be an accountant, or I don't want to work in a (laughs) bank. So. So that that is not an internship that interests me. Uh, you know, whereas I try to flip it around and say, no, this is an internship that is going to help you to not live in poverty for the rest of your life. Uh, you know, so and again, not promising riches, but promising, the insights that we all deserve to know, so that we can manage our money well and not struggle financially. So, so it's really helping to reframe all of that. Uh, I mean, how a young person can get into it is, uh, well, first of all, they got to be in Orange County because right now that's that's where we're focused. But it's really about yeah. working through their their career specialist at their school, or if they're in a NASP program already, they need to be working with their NASP teachers. And, and asking about it because uh, this is an opportunity that comes around. There's an intern fair that happens in Orange County every April. And uh, we get quite a few of our interested students through that intern fair. We also work directly through their teachers and through the, uh, the NASP program at the county level. be able to drum up that interest but you know we have capacity for 30 students and we've not gotten quite the 30 students in the last two years and it's my goal for 2020 to see us get to a full slate of 30 students and be able to touch so many more lives because gosh darn it they deserve it young people deserve to know this and and i really want to put it in their hands
0: absolutely absolutely i wish you much success in anything that we can do uh, from the Shape Your Finances show and me personally, definitely uh, would love to be able to help and see what we can do to help you push that. Um, now, I have about one or two more questions as we're coming down to the wire here. Now, how can businesses partner with FPP in its mission?
1: Yeah, it's a great question because you know, and I really try to help people to understand uh, that my my colleague Bill Mills, who's the president and CEO of uh, of FPP, and I we are not fpp and we sometimes get our pronouns all mixed up but instead it's all of the coalition members they are really fpp and 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 if if there's an organization that's out there and they're really seeking to be part of that coalition and part of that network of people who care and are serving in their communities it's really pretty loose all you have to do is just choose to jump in and be actively engaged. Now, we do benefit from funders and sponsors and supporters at all different levels, even by organizations, nonprofits, and for-profit organizations who choose to become active members. And you can become a paying member. And all of that, what it does is it helps to sustain all of the programs that FPP offers members and partners throughout the year. So that's one of the biggest ways that organizations can, um, can, can choose to engage uh, and be part of FPP. Uh, another one is if you're interested in, in walking alongside any of the initiatives that you and I have talked about, or really any of the others that you might find by going out and, and checking out the website, FloridaProsperityPartnership.org. Uh, and say, well, that's kind of cool, and we might have some resources or some talent to be able to lend to that, Uh, FPP would not exist uh, if it were not for collaboration and collective impact and, and being able to work together in partnership. As uh, Bill and I say, partnership is in our name. So we certainly understand uh, the value of partnership and working with our, uh, our organizations. So that door is always open to any organization out there who uh, who wants to play along.
0: Okay, perfect. Now, is there anything new? I know that we're coming up to the end of the year but uh, is there anything new on the horizon for FPP that just say in the next uh, few months or in the first quarter of the year?
1: No, like I said, the, the CP cap is really the, the new hot thing right now, and a lot of uh, the resources are going towards supporting that. And then, of course, uh, uh, the uh, annual conference is coming up at the end of May and uh, attracting some really high-quality talent to be part of that. So, again, fppconference.com. Uh, is another great way to engage there.
0: Okay, perfect. Now, before I close out, uh, you're an author, writer, speaker. Now, you have a, you authored a book uh, titled Engaging the Head, Heart, and Hands of a Volunteer. Can you share briefly uh, what the book is all about and how people can uh, get a copy?
1: Yeah. Doing work promoting my book when I first connected with FPP. And uh, the, the beautiful thing, I, I never thought of what happened in my life, but it actually did. I was offered a job without a resume and without an interview. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Uh, and I did it because I was i was doing what I call my side hustle, which is this uh, this author-speaker thing that I do. And, and what a blessing it is. The book, Is uh, And I did mention intrinsic motivation a bit earlier in our conversation, Lionel. Uh, Mm -hmm. The book is all based upon this simple notion that every single one of us, especially volunteers, people who choose to serve in their communities, they have this complex cocktail of intrinsic motivators that stir inside their heart, that compel them to do whatever they choose to do every day, and especially in their service lives. And I I really, the book really calls upon leaders of volunteer engagement to be able to find out what it is that stirs inside the hearts of, of those who serve as volunteers. And after they find that out, to leverage those insights, to get them lined up with doing something that helps feed their passion. And this whole idea is for leaders uh, that once you have a volunteer and they're doing something that feeds their passion, all you have to do is get out of their way and and let them do amazing things to impact their community and to impact our world. So that's really what the book does is it offers 200 pages of tips and guidance on how leaders can do that. How do you How do you get somebody lined up with doing something that really means something to them and then get out of their way?
0: perfect now how can they get a copy if you can share your uh, any contact information
1: yeah sure you know so my website for for the side hustle is triple h engagement h h h engagement if you if you put that in as a keyword search you'll come straight to all of my stuff that's out there as well. Uh, the book is available on Amazon and, and Barnes & Noble. All your, your typical online retailers, you would find the book out there in both uh, hard copy form as well as in digital form. So, uh, yeah, I'd be honored. I'd be honored if anybody would be interested in that because, again, the, the common thread with the, the financial piece and the volunteer engagement piece, is it's all about what stirs in our hearts. It's the intrinsic motivation.
0: Perfect. And lastly, the, uh, website information for FPP.
1: Yeah. Florida prosperity partnership.org. And, uh, that's a great way uh, to be able to connect and, uh, to follow along with all of the exciting things that are happening in the state.
0: Okay. Perfect. Barry it's the pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for sharing, um, uh, the wonderful things that FPP is doing. Um, I only encourage you to continue to do it. And like I said, anything that we can do from my standpoint here at the show, uh, we'd be more than happy to do that. But thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And thank you so much for being here as a guest on the show tonight.
1: It's been my honor, sir. Thank you for having me. Great, great.
0: Okay, well, that's a wrap, everyone. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me, I can be located on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I actually have a YouTube page as well. I would encourage you to go there. I have some great videos. Uh, learning videos, some success videos that I've done, as well as some of the videos of some past speaking engagements. But I also encourage you to visit my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com. Kind of peruse around, and you can see the many different things that we're doing uh, through uh, my organization. Now, before we close out, as I often do, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We'll be talking with you next week. And thanks again, Barry. Take care. Thank you, sir. All right, let's go out with a little music. Let's listen to a little bit of Marion Meadows. Take care, everyone.